Please rise for the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. One of the easiest ways to distract an entire congregation is to bring props. Because then you'll wonder, what are the props here for today? But I'm going to start with a story. Uh, for many of you, you know Pastor Bruner. And I've heard this story secondhand because I wasn't here when Pastor Bruner was here. But it was, it was not uncommon for Pastor Bruner in the afternoon uh, when the office work of the morning had been done, he would put on his tool belt and he would wander around the church fixing things that needed to be fixed. And as any of you who know Pastor Bruner knows that there is no grass growing under that man's feet, even at his age today. He keeps moving all the time. But it's not just Pastor Bruner that I want to talk about when I brought a tool belt with me today. There's also sometimes, and I've said this to you many times, there's oftentimes that our translations that we have uh, in English can leave us just a little bit of short, little, leave us a little short. So if you heard in the reading from, uh, from Romans that we are to put on the armor of light, to me armor gives one sense of what that word means. Uh, when I hear the word armor, I think of something that you would use to protect yourself, something that you would use to protect yourself against some kind of a, an attack, right? There's another way that that word can be translated, and it can also be translated as put on the tools of light. Now, I like the sense of put on the tools of light better than put on the armor of light. Because tools, to me, means something is going to get done. That there's some action that's going to take place, some action apart from defending oneself, some, uh, some action apart from uh, hiding or circling the wagons or whatever kind of terminology you want to think of. The interesting thing is Paul here in Romans doesn't tell us necessarily what, that, what those tools of light are. But he does tell us what the darkness brings. 
He says, in the, darkness, in the darkness there is reveling and drunkenness, debauchery and licentiousness, quarreling and jealousy. So if we know what darkness brings, then we know what light brings as well. Now we also have a gospel this morning that is charged. And it's charged not because of what was happening in Jesus' day when these words were written or shortly after Jesus' day, but the way in which they have been interpreted over time. Over time, they've been uh, kind of glorified in such a way that they have been caused to mean something other uh, than what they mean. Sometimes I wish our gospel could just be a little bit shorter and leave out the part about all of this apocalyptic stuff that we get caught up in, and then we miss the really, really important words that Jesus gives us. So if I were to shorten the gospel, this is how short I would make it. Jesus said to the disciples, about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Because all those verses in the middle can draw us away from what Jesus is actually trying to tell his disciples. You see, we talked about this just a, just a week ago, or a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, is that basically as soon as Jesus said he was coming back, people began to start predicting when Jesus would come back. And in the midst of those predictions, sometimes people would then stop doing the things of life uh, just to be waiting and to be ready. And I think what we can lose in that is that we can get so focused on Jesus' return that we forget about the tools of light that we're supposed to be using every single day. We can become, as the old charge against pastors, we can become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. And so I think it's important for us to, to try to separate out just a little bit of what Jesus is talking about here. It's pretty clear, right? There's only one person that knows when Jesus will return, and that is the Father in heaven. And I think the other part of this whole gospel that leaves us wondering and wanting and guessing is this central question. What does it mean that the Son of Man is coming? Is the Son of Man coming good news? Or is the Son of Man coming only a word of judgment and warning? Well, we are Lutheran after all. So it might be both and. It might be both and. That the Son of Man is coming. That we know for sure but that the Son of Man is coming for the sake of judgment. Yes, we know that. The Son of Man is coming to judge. 
And in Matthew's gospel, we, judgment gets played out in different ways, judging between the sheep and the goats, judging, um, judging in different ways. But the recognition that we forget whenever we talk about judgment is we so often want judgment to be about somebody else and not about me. That we want to somehow hide behind the idea that Jesus will come again, yes, we know that, and he's going to judge y'all, and I'll just be fine. When the truth is, Jesus is coming to judge us all. Jesus is coming like a refining fire to burn out of us whatever is not pure. Jesus is coming to straighten things out in a way that we aren't ready for. But it's both and. Because the Son of Man coming is also good news. Just like it was good news when the Son of Man was born in Bethlehem to become, be, to become human like us so that there was no place in creation that hadn't been touched by that light of Christ. That good news, the Son of Man coming again, is also good news. Because it's at the foot of the cross. It's at the foot of the cross where Jesus died for our sins. Jesus died for all the reasons that we will be judged. Jesus died for all the ways that we are separate from God, that we are not following God in this world. So the Son of Man coming brings forth that judgment but also brings forth that grace, brings forth that mercy that we all are in need of. Now what this gospel doesn't say in its examples, what do we know about Noah? He was busy using the tools to get an ark ready, right? And he didn't wait around until the first sign of rain to start putting the ark together. He, God said, put the ark together. Yes, he argued with God for a little while, because are you sure about this, God? But eventually he builds the ark, and he's ready, he gathers the animals. He's ready for when that rain begins. The owner of the house is also going to be ready for whatever thief may come. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that he's not going to feed his sheep and his goats and care for all of the things in his life as well. He's going to do both. He's going to be watching and waiting, but he's also be going to be doing the work that he's called to do. And that's why the imagery of tools is important for all of us. We all have our own kind of tools. Um, we all have some tools, and this is true in the kitchen as much as it is in the shop. We all have tools that have one purpose, and we only do that one purpose once every six years, but by golly, we have the tool for it if we need it. Right? It's true in the kitchen, just like it's true in the wood shop. Yeah, okay. I'm just checking on that. But we all, but what the important thing about that imagery or that important reminder about these tools that we have, the tools that we have, the tools of light that we have in Christ is that we are meant to be busy in the midst of our keeping awake. 
Not busy for busy's sake, but busy for the kingdom's sake. Sharing the tools of light, being the tools of light in the world, being the ways in which we draw others into that light, that we draw others into this community with us. And sometimes I think we forget that. We hear the call to be awake and ready, and we focus just on that. But then we lose sight of what we're being called to do each and every day, to be the tools of light in the world. Not protecting ourselves, but helping others with those tools around us. Another way we talk about that being the hands and feet of Christ in the world. You see, the Son of Man is coming. But stop trying to predict it. Stop trying to look for the signs. Stop trying to guess when it might come. Because even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming again. But while we wait... Let us be people who are busy for the kingdom, using and sharing the tools of light. And let us remember that God's time and our time is not the same. We all always want to put God on our timeline. And our timeline and God's timeline timeline is not the same. The word we use for that is the word kairos. Kairos means the fullness of time. But this week I've been thinking about kairos in another way, and I've been thinking about it in this way. And I think this is helpful as well because it lets us release what we want to control and give it to God. And that is that nothing is finished until it is finished in God's time. Nothing is finished till it's finished in God's time. And I think those are important words to remember as well as we wait and watch and work in this kingdom that God has created. God will let us know when it's finished. God will let us know it's finished by the judgment and the grace and the mercy that we receive. But God will let us know so that we don't have to make that prediction or guess or wonder ourselves. Amen.